Hello, boys and girls. NFL first round is a wrap. And so, as happens when I press record, here I have some thoughts. So coming up, got some thoughts on, maybe not all of them, but a select couple of picks from the NFL's first round of the draft. And then some other thoughts that kind of go with that, um, specifically targeting receivers. That's all coming up. Alrighty, so NFL first round of the draft is a wrap, and I wanted to come on because I had some thoughts about certain picks and who was taken where and sort of some effects based on the causes that happened yesterday. First, I, and I, I plan on taking it pick by pick and not hitting every pick, but certain ones stand out, as is the case for the first overall pick. So Trevon Walker dominated Clemson to start last season, so... I do think the Jags got a good football player. And I have stated before, to either on this podcast or in other spaces, that I'm a fan of a player from Georgia or Alabama. I think those guys are, for the most part, just pretty NFL-ready uh, going into the draft. So I, it doesn't seem like a terrible pick for the Jaguars, but because they're the Jaguars, um, it's probably not going to go well. It certainly seems like... Trayvon Walker was presumed to be the first overall pick this week. So something changed where that really altered the course of the draft itself. And you wonder if Aiden Hutchinson would have been the the safer pick, and safer is probably better at the first overall spot. So I wish Trayvon Walker the best. I hope hope it goes well for the Jags uh, with Trevor Lawrence there and ETN, two former Clemson guys I root for. If I had to bet, would it go well? Would it go poorly? It's the Jaguars, so I'd bet it goes poorly. I actually had this thought earlier uh, this week, too, with the draft. Remember this time last year when the Jaguars were preparing to bring in Urban Meyer's first NFL draft class? That seems like a while ago. Pick number two, Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions. Like I said with the first pick, I thought Aiden Hutchinson was probably a safer pick. Got to be able to get to the quarterback, and he seemed to do a pretty good job of it at Michigan in the Big Ten last season. So I like a local guy staying local. I have more on that coming up in a, in a few minutes. But like that for the Lions. Like that for Aiden Hutchinson. I think that's a good pick by the Lions, and I kind of like what the Lions are doing. They showed some promise at the end of last season, and uh, I would love to, I would love to see the Lions play well. Now they're the Lions, so similar to the Jaguars, maybe just because they draft somebody who's got promise, it doesn't go well. But I'm going to be hopeful. I'm going to stay over here in uh, the hopeful homestead here for the Lions. Uh, going down the draft a little bit, Stingley is kind of for the for the Texans at number three. Stingley's either going to work out or he's not. I think, uh, duh, for most prospects. But I think it's either going to go really well for the Texans with that pick or really poorly. And based on what they've done in recent months with hiring Lovey Smith to be the coach, and I, I hope it goes well for the Texans. I think they have one of the more underrated, cooler logos as I'm sitting here looking at it. And uh, I like their uniforms. Not relevant. But I hope it goes well for the Texans. I just, 
Uh, they seem like a team that I would not want to touch right now if I'm any sort of person who has an invested interest in winning. Uh, shout out Sauce Gardner at number four. Pick number six. I just want to congratulate my dear friend Juan. Uh, got his tackle, and the guy's name is Icky. What a glorious night for Juan. Congratulations. Also a local guy, staying local. Got pick seven, eight. Uh, so pick number eight, Drake London to US to the Falcons from USC. We've kind of started this run of wide receivers that's going to be coming up here. And I had stated previously that wide receiver was a position that I was interested in the Steelers making a play at. And so as soon as they started running on wide receivers here with these next few picks, sort of knew that was going to be over for the Steelers. I thought there was an outside chance that they would get London or Wilson or Alave, and that quickly, uh, the tide turned with that. Charles Cross to the Seahawks. Um, had two two wide receivers from Ohio, Ohio State back-to-back, Garrett Wilson, Chris Alave, which just want to point out that if C.J. Stroud, and this will help my argument later, if C.J. Stroud is such a fantastic QB prospect that teams need to presumably tank for his services next season, but he had two wide receivers this season taken in the top 11 picks, are we sure that he's not buoyed by their talent? Could, of course, be the case that they are buoyed by his talent, but this draft would seem to lead a little bit to the thought that because they played, or because CJ played with these two, that kind of helped him this past season. We'll see what he can do next season. Number 12, another great pickup for the Lions. Again, I liked what they did last, uh, last night. Jamison Williams uh, out of uh, Alabama. Love a good Bama or Georgia prospect. And he seems to be quite a potent prospect, similar to, um, I, I got to admit, Devontae Smith turned out to be really good for the Eagles last season. I did not expect that. I was on the train of De- Devontae Smith is too small. Uh, seemed to be a little too wiry. But that worked out well for the Eagles, and it seems that Jamison Williams may have uh, a bigger NFL body uh, ready for the league that if it worked well for Devontae Smith, I would I would guess it goes well for Jamison Williams and the Lions as well. Thought there was an outside chance that Jordan Davis would fall to the Steelers at 20. He was probably in my top three guys that I would have liked to see in black and gold. Went to the Eagles, so at least we do not have to deal with him on a regular basis. But then number 14 was the first gut wrench for me tonight gut punch, uh, or, or during the draft, with Kyle Hamilton going to the Ravens. Friggin' Ravens. Uh, my brother texted me immediately, and <laughs> we both had the same thought of, crap, because now that means that the Ravens ended up with the best safety on the board and a guy that we really like and root for. I Sorry, Kyle. Apologies. I will not be rooting for you anymore, although we just know that he'll pick off whoever the Steelers quarterback is in an inordinate amount of times over the next few years. 
He's a great playmaker. Seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. And of course, the Ravens snatched him up. Pick number 15, Kenyon Green. I, what are the Texans doing? Uh, I, I said, mentioned a, a few minutes back that Stingley was probably going to be a big hit or a big miss. I guess the same is to be true with Kenyon Green. I don't know that he was super high on a lot of mock drafts, a lot of boards that I had seen. Good luck, Texans. Thought it was a nice deal for the Chargers at 17 to end up with Zion Johnson just continuing to shore up their offensive line for Herbert. I will fully admit at this point in time that I do not watch tape on these guys. I do not spend a lot of time looking over their measurables and reading up on them. However, if a guy is ranked so high on a lot of these mock boards by people who do spend way more attention than I do, I got to believe that this guy was a good prospect and could very well turn out to be a good NFL player. And so I thought that was a great pick for the Chargers. Pick number 18. This was about the time that I was texting uh, my college buddies. Uh, Shout out Chris, shout out Nick, and I, and Juan. And I said I, I hadn't caught that A.J. Brown had been traded. And so this turned out to be the 18th pick for the Titans. And they took Trey Burks out of Arkansas. And my immediate thought was, what a steal for the Titans. So you dump a guy who's going to be unhappy or is going to be paid a crap ton of money. And to replace him, you draft a younger, highly lauded receiver who's a big body similar to A.J. Brown and can now go do the exact same thing that A.J. Brown would have done for you had he not wanted a new contract. And so I want to get into this tangent here now on this whole receiver thing that has taken place in the NFL this offseason with Tyreek Hill being traded and Devontae Adams being traded and Debo once traded and A.J. Brown got traded and I know for, I don't know this, but I have a strong suspicion that the Baltimore Ravens traded Marquise Hollywood Brown because they did not want to end up in this similar situation. He's still under his rookie contract. I think the, I believe the Cardinals picked up his fifth year option immediately upon getting to the desert, but just knew that he was going to get to the same position. He was going to look, look around the league, see what all these other receivers were doing. And he was going to demand a payday. And I'm pretty on board with the team deciding I'm not paying 25 to $30 million for a receiver. It may be validated if you are in the situation of the Raiders who have to keep pace with the rest of their division and you have a highly competent quarterback at Derek Carr and so you maybe then pay Devontae Adams $30 million. If I'm the Dolphins... No way am I paying Tyreek Hill $30 million to what? You're not finishing ahead of the Bills in the AFC East. Are, are you going to finish ahead of the Patriots? you probably finish ahead of the Jets. But So you're, you're doing this for maybe finishing second in your own division? And you do not have a competent quarterback to throw Tyreek Hill the ball. Tua is not the guy be able to give a $30 million a year receiver his due. So I loved what the Titans did at 18. 
Get rid of a guy who is discontent, does not want to be there if you're not going to pay him, and you don't want to pay him. You offered what was reasonable. You you were very fine in letting him go, and you got a terrific replacement in his stead. Uh, number 19, The so I believe it, if memory serves me, uh, the Saints traded into this pick in the moment, and I thought I, I had the thought that that was going to be a quarterback. I thought they were uh, coming up with a guy who they wanted to compete with Jameis and try to win the job from Jameis, and so very pleased that Trevor Penning ended up in New Orleans. Also, shout out Trevor Penning, who looked like he was in um, like a local small town bar, just wearing a Nike hoodie. That is such a good vibe for the NFL draft. Take a quick bake break. Ugh. There we go. I need a break. Be right back. All right. Had to get a sip of water. Had to take a breath. Went a little long in those first uh, 19 picks, and I thought I would, but had to take a breath because we are at 20, and it is my Pittsburgh Steelers. And we got Kenny. So I was sitting here with my buddy Brian last night uh, watching the draft, and when Franco got up there, that was awesome, first off. And then he starts laying out the pick. <laughs> and he says, the first syllable out of his mouth is k. And I'm sitting here waiting for m. Because I'm thinking he's going Malik Willis. I'm thinking that's who the Steelers are taking. That's what they've kind of led us to believe all along. Tomlin seemed in love with him. It seemed like they wanted to get more mobile. It seemed like that was just what all directions seemed to be pointing to that. And instead... We hear Franco say, Kenny Pickett. And it took a second to kind of shake off the, the surprise at the pick for me. But then I, I was fully prepared to feel the emotion of I, not discontent, but bordering on discontent with the Malik Willis pick. I, I thought that was going to be it. And I, I didn't know how I felt about that because I didn't love the completion percentage. I didn't know how ready he was going to be. And sure, he can run, but can he pass? I think was my biggest concern. Because you need a passer at the quarterback position. And so they announced Pickett, and I very quickly went to excitement. Here we go. Got a guy who showed some stuff. It was a guy I watched beat Clemson at home last uh, last fall and immediately said, I'm going to go, what did he, I forget the exact thing that he said, something about I'm going to go take a cold one. And at that moment, I thought, oh, I want this guy. And so kind of everything came back to me in that moment about how, whatever that was, seven months ago, I was in on Kenny Pickett. And so I started to talk myself into it. And I do think that's a good pick. This is a team that has a defense that if it can get shored up a little bit more in these next two days with the draft, uh, in the in the secondary, maybe get youthful on the defensive line. I think this is a team that can compete for the AFC North if they had a quarterback. And so what you're going to get too now is you brought in Mitch Trubisky, who's on a short-term deal. And he's still trying to reclaim some of the name, some of the prominence that he brought into the league when he was so highly picked. And this is a stopgap for him this is a this is a pit stop on his journey to whatever is next and so he's got to do something he has to 
show something for other teams. So you know he's going to be competing for the starting quarterback spot. But now you've got Kenny, who is not young. He is, uh, I don't have it in front of me. I don't care enough to look. He's probably not far off from Trubisky in terms of age. I would guess there's about a three or four year gap in age. And so these are two guys that are competing now for the starting spot. So whoever ends up under center for the Steelers come fall will have earned the job. That person will have had to, not just as Ben has done in recent years, assume that they will be the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They will have had to treat every practice as if it mattered, because it will. I don't think Trubisky is given the job right now. Based on what GM Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin said yesterday, Kenny's there to compete for the job, and I believe them. I don't think they would have drafted this guy to sit behind a guy who you're not planning on having around forever. It's a very exciting pick, I think, for the Steelers. Uh, I, I'm much pleased that it is not Malik Willis. I thought that was the direction they were going to go. Wasn't totally into that. I'm, I'm thrilled to have Kenny Thrill on the roster, which is the nickname that I don't know if I heard somewhere, but I'm definitely rolling with. So well, welcome to Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett. Welcome back. I don't know how that works, but also love it. Uh, this is a brief little note for folks in Pittsburgh. When Tomlin picked up the phone and called Pickett, and he said, "You want to come on back to Oakland?" I love that. I thought that was cool. That that Oakland's right there. Um, that's where the University of Pitt actually is. And so to be able to have that little Pittsburghism for Tomlin was cool. I'm excited about Kenny. Gets me excited for day two of the draft as well. Uh, going down the line, other first-round thoughts. I can't. Brian was sitting here with me watching, and uh, when the Patriots traded out of their pick, that was a man who was so defeated. <laughs> he, he, he's like, I'm going to bed. And, and what's troubling for the Patriots is the Chiefs took the guy that the Patriots could have had. We were both sitting here talking about how they could have had Trent McDuffie, who was the next cornerback up on all the mocks, and the, and the guy that the Pats could have had, and what could have been. So going down a little bit, pick 25, Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa. Again, how the heck do the Ravens do this, where they end up with, with – they got the top safety on the board and the top center, and they took him at 14 and 25. It's witchcraft. It's so stupid. The stupid Ravens. Linderbaum was a guy I would have been content with the Steelers drafting, but now he gets to play against the Steelers for the rest of friggin' eternity. Um, other thoughts? So, so funny that the Packers took two Georgia guys that I, I think are promising prospects, but they both play defense. That's so funny. Just a big old screw you to Rodgers. We're not helping you on offense. Enjoy your money. It does seem like now this is going to be such a diva v. diva situation in Green Bay. And one of those two sides is 100% more of a diva than the other. Rodgers being the major diva. But it certainly seems like both sides are planting their feet assuredly in the dirt. And the Packers are saying... Uh-huh, yep, enjoy your money. Yep, we're going to build our team, and when you're gone, then we'll start trying on offense. But 
Rodgers, of course, wants his money and he wants to appease the fan base or whatever. That is going to be interesting to watch over the next few years. I don't feel the Packers have any sort of allegiance to Rodgers, and his only allegiance right now seems to be to the money. Uh, the Patriots did end up getting Cole Strange out of Chattanooga. Probably a good pick. Lost Shaq Mason this offseason. And uh, I don't have any thoughts on the rest of the draft. So, again, looking forward to what the second round holds for tonight. Uh, excited about Kenny. Looking forward to see what the, uh, what the Steelers do this evening.